What's up, everybody? I'm Denzel Kufo. I'm Xavier Rohn. This is the No Limit Podcast. Today we got some special guests. We got Michael Williams, Aiden Ivey, Anthony Sanders, Baruch Lara, and let's get it started. Xavier, you got the first question? All right, so Mike, Aiden, Anthony, y'all were all at the protest this weekend, so I was wondering, like, what did y'all see and how did y'all feel about that experience? Um, start. Well, it was first off, it was super nice to be able to uh, be in that space and see so much positivity, you know, especially like getting able to go. Uh, I pulled up with Aiden and Devin and like we went to the store first and we got like a lot of snacks and waters for, for us and for others. And to tell you the truth, we didn't even end up needing like any of it because so many people were giving out snacks and giving out water to people. Um, and there was just a lot of positivity, man. And that's what you really got to focus on is the, is the power of these protests because, you know, like we, like we spoke about earlier, the news is going to inflate things. They're going to elevate certain uh, negative aspects of what's going on right now. And you just got to remember that. You got to keep that in the back of your mind. So uh, I'm going to let somebody else take it. Yeah, so – um, we were kind of, I, I remember thinking the night before I was talking to Michael about it and, and a little bit with Devin, I was like, man, um, I know there's one in OKC and one in Tulsa. Like, I hope, I hope it doesn't like diminish the turnout. You know what I mean? Being that there's two different ones in two different big Oklahoma cities, like the two main Oklahoma cities. Um, and so when we showed up, we parked a little far, we we're like, man, there's a lot of people. We We didn't really know though. When we got to that corner meeting place, man, there were thousands of people, thousands of people all there for the same reason. And honestly, it was just like beautiful to see. Like Anthony said, there was just so much, like we didn't even need water because all our waters in our backpacks were warm and people were constantly handing out fresh cold water. People were holding signs. I was telling Mike, I, at least at least for the time that we were there, I'm sure there was at some point, I didn't see any like anti-protesters. I didn't see uh, anybody doing nothing stupid. And so we basically just, spent a lot of time hearing people speak um, in a group of probably like a couple thousand on that corner store. And then we ended up marching and it was like kind of surreal, you know, just like seeing all the support and people who maybe couldn't protest. Maybe they were just outside in their lawns, giving out water. Maybe they were driving around, walking under the bridge and stuff. It was just like support that I've seen. It was still multifaceted. Like there, there were so many aspects. Everyone was doing something and like, it was just so much positivity, so much uh, love support in the air and, and like I was super happy to be a part of it for sure yeah um I really thought that it was super special to be a part of um because you know coming into it of course you see the things on your on the news and you're kind of worried that you know protests might turn violent and stuff but this one was really really nice and I was really taken aback by just how many people were there um, like they said, it was several, several thousand all there for the same cause, all different walks of life. You know, we saw everybody from, you know, upper class to, you know, lower middle class. You know, we saw different religions, um, obviously different colors, different age groups and everything like that. And I thought that was really special. And I thought the location of it was something that a lot of people don't talk about, but what we could really attribute a lot of its success too. You know, we were right over there on the east side, right by the Capitol, right? And if you're familiar with the layout of Oklahoma City, the majority of the black population is on the east and some on the west side, right? Um, 
you know, me being from the West side, I've, I'm used to a, a fairly good mix of people, but over there on the East side, you know, is per, is predominantly black. And it was really cool to see that those people um, had something good come to their community. And then they amplified that by being their selves and letting their community shine, um, letting their landmarks and their culture shine over there. And it was really cool, especially all on the 99th anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. Like I just felt like the energy there was really, really special. And, um, I was super glad to be a part of it. Um, and yeah. Rook, how you feeling? How you feeling about all this? Man, it's um mentally exhausting. And you know, at the end of the day, it feels like you, you, you physically you haven't done anything, but mentally your your head is tired and you know, you, you just kinda don't know what to do to do in a sense. So I, I think it's very important to have these type of uh, dialogues with, with friends, these platforms to where we can talk about things. You know, I reached out to X during the week and I was, I was like, Man, I, I love how you're able to do that live chat on um instagram because it's just important for us to talk about it you know talk about yeah. our feelings our thoughts you know kind of let what you you have bottled up in your head out um to, and then process that so um i think it's important for us to learn how to kind of express ourselves and process that information exactly like like you said social media has been a platform where people have been expressing their views expressing what they think about what's going on during this time but we, ha we all have to remember social media is not a place where it stops. It can be a place where it starts, but mm. people have to know that you can't just go and repost something and think, oh, the job's done. Mm. Like we have to sign petitions. When it comes to voting, we have to vote for the correct leaders when it comes to that. And um, yeah, I just been saying lately here, that, right? Exactly. I, like, oh. I, I just been saying like, you can't, you can't stop at social media. Social media is a platform that we need to use, but it needs to. We need to do more, and our and you cannot be silent when it comes to, um, to these problems, to these issues that we need to address, and we need to bring to the streets. We need to bring to our local leaders. So that's my two cents. That's on something. It. That's something I've been very like aware of and proud of actually throughout this. It's just like seeing the people who I follow and how like all vocal they are about this whenever most of them don't look like me and have no reason to be vocal is really like affirming that there's still good people there and that people do care about these issues. Mm -hmm. And that gives me like a light at the end of the tunnel in a situation where it's hard to be optimistic, having these conversations for so long and feeling like nothing's ever going to change, but it feels like it's different this time. And I guess it always feels different, but this time it just, it seems like people are fed up and hopefully the change can come from that. So, going into all of this, ignorance is something that we've seen from a lot of people. And I said, like I said earlier, ignorance is what takes us, even though there's progress being made, ignorance is what takes us 10 steps back. How do you guys think pe people can educate themselves, especially during this time, in order for us to learn from this and be better in general? What what kind of ignorance are you talking about? Like just like, people not knowing why people are rioting, why people are, are are out there protesting for a man who just died in in plain sight. Just that type of ignorance. I think I think there's a few different angles you can look at uh, that problem with. Um, first and foremost, I think people aren't educated because people don't have to see it every day. You know because. 
if you look at it from a race perspective, black people only make up like 13% of the U.S. population, right? So that's still not a lot. A lot of people don't have to live with that reality of the police are not here to protect you, right? A lot of people still see the police as, you know, people who will protect and serve. If they're called upon, they'll help out. You know, we as black people don't have that luxury. Um, also, a lot of people have to realize that this is not new. Like this has gone on for several, several generations. This is nothing new. And I think people are just uneducated on it because they don't see it every day. They don't see and they don't have to grow up or know anybody who has grown up with that reality. So how we change that is we actually have to open our eyes and look at the problem. Well, you know, if you're on that side of the spectrum, you have to open your eyes and look at the problem for what it is, right? You can't rely on, you know, the news or, you know, different media outlets to tell you that there's a problem. You have to go look at the numbers yourself and you have to find it in your heart to actually care about that problem. Cause that's really the main, that's really the main hindrance that hinders people from understanding is like, do I care about this? You know, because you could tell me that, you know, black people die at a disproportionate rate by the police. And if I don't care about that, I'm going to say, okay, and just continue on with my day because I don't have to care. Right. So it's finding that you want to care and you want to make a change because you have to realize that we can't make a change. You know, we don't hold the power to make a change. Right. Um, we can make a change in our communities and stuff, but you know, structural things is beyond our reach. So we need to, um, you know, advocate for ourselves and, and other people need to find it within themselves to care about the issue and take those steps to educate and help out. It's also super important to remember that some people see this as, some people see the events of the past couple weeks as uh, an irregularity, right? They don't see it as a culmination of struggles and unrest that has really been building for decades. And I think that is where, in my opinion, that's where some of the apprehension comes from because people see, uh, people see the violence, people see the negativity, they see the way some people react, they see the, the, the minority speak for the majority as far as uh, you know, peaceful protesters go. And um, you know, like, like Mike said, it's just important to remember that this is, it's a culmination of luxuries that not everyone has. Uh, so, yeah. I think it, I think it um, has a lot to do with uncomfortability and, and, and reflection. Um, I, I think, especially, I mean, predominantly and, and almost exclusively white people have the, have the um, ability to kind of go about their daily lives and, and pure comfort in most things. And, um, and, and being that uh, we, we talk about how frustrating it is sometimes like with the, the plethora of information you can have at your dispense. But me and Devin, Devin kind of talked about this the other day, like that's subjective because you can look up whatever information you think is going to affirm what you already believe. Yeah. So I think, especially, um, as a white person myself, like you really just have to stress that people need to step out of their comfort zones. If, if you're, if you're willing to make yourself other 
from people who are affected, you're willing to not take offense to, to the injustices, then you're not going to resonate with it. And even though you will never be able to resonate with it completely, it should piss you off. You know what I mean? That's not, not funny. That's not a joke. And so really it all starts with, um, like, like Michael said, it, it, it shouldn't be on the, um, it shouldn't be the burden of the oppressed to, to, um, hold accountable the oppressor. It's gotta be on the oppressor to realize, Hey, we got to reflect what have we done wrong? How can we be uncomfortable? How can we, how can we learn better from these situations? Um, and how can we support those who need it the most? You know what I mean? And so I really just try um, in my daily life to, when I see something, I'll say something, I'll educate people if they, if they try to ask, you know, if people are being ignorant, but really it's just, it's a people thing, man. Like to me, it's not, it's not a hard thing to do, you know, to support those um, who, you know, have made such an impact on this country, on my life, on everyone's lives. It, it, it's, it's, it's a no go not a no-go it's a no-brainer um but like it's just people got to get out of their comfort zone man people just mm. people just stay in that one lane and they ride the coaster because it because they can because it's easy um people got to realize that not everyone lives like them they got to recognize that privilege and um, hold each other accountable it, it, it can't just be it can't just be um people of color in the black community having to organize all these things and talk out every time it happens because it's just, it won't be enough because everything's so built and catered towards, um, you know, the majority of white people. So, um, it's a tough task, man, but everyone's just got to start opening their eyes, researching, uh, things that they might not want to hear, but they need to hear true. really start taking standing up. So, yeah, Xavier, all before right. you, before you go, like, I like to emphasize that you gotta, people gotta speak up. You can't be scared because if, you, if you're uncomfortable or if you're scared at this point, like no progress will be made. And that's where we got to start. You, you got to be able to speak, speak with your voice and speak loudly or else no one, no, no one will hear you. So I, I really like that. Xavier. There's a quote that I really like, and it's a, it's from Dante. And it's like the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in times of moral crisis maintain their neutrality. And I think that's like what we're seeing right now. It's just like, if you're not being vocal and anti-racist, your silence is helping hold up a system of oppression that's like held so many people down for hundreds of years. So I guess my question to you guys is, is like, how do you guys observe the people, either those who the, you know who are being vocal about it, who aren't black and don't look like us, or those who are like quiet and, and don't look like us? Like, how do you guys like observe and feel about like people in their stances during during this whole situation. Hmm. I think that some people simply are not educated enough. Some people feel like some people may feel like they have nothing to say, but they may feel like what they have to say has been said already. And I just want to let you know, if you do feel like that, forget it. Say it anyway. Speak up anyway. Say whatever you guys say, regardless of any uh, any reservations you may have about it, uh, you know. And I wanted to touch on this earlier. Uh, Mike, you talked about education, more specifically self-education. Um, and I think what is really, what we really need to remember is you need to keep, in times like this, you need to keep your news intake your media intake, 
diversified. Just like you keep your income diversified, everyone knows how important that is. You can't just be, <laughs> you can't just be taking in all your information from one source, you know, and that goes for, that goes for everything, regardless of how like reliable you may think it is, you know, you need to hear different perspectives if you want to be able to build yours up to be the strongest it can be. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Mike or Aiden, do you care to share with the class? <laughs> yeah, um, I think definitely what Ant said is just kind of taking in more information. Um, I know throughout this whole situation, a lot of people have, you know, came to me or came to people I know. And, you know, they want to be allies, but they don't necessarily know what wording or what they should say. Or, you know, they might be feeling emotions. Um, after seeing certain things, but they don't know, you know, what's right to say, right? Or maybe they come from a background where those things are accepted and now they want to speak out, but they're scared of, you know, being alienated from their friends and whatnot. Um, so part of that is like self-education, right? Um, knowing what's right in your heart and what's right in your mind and then articulating those words of what you do want to say. Um, you know, asking somebody is always a safe option to say like, hey, does this make sense? Or, you know, does this get the point across? Those are all good things too, but also courage, you know, courage to, you know, maybe step on a few toes, right? Or maybe um, lose a few followers or lose a few, few friends, right? Because this stuff is, you know, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to think about and it's uncomfortable to talk about and it's uncomfortable to watch on TV. But if it's uncomfortable for you, think about the people who live it, you know, think about the people who go through it every day because that is their reality, right? Because if you're just on the outside in looking on something, you know, yeah, it's not right, but you know, you haven't been on the other side, right? You can't, you, you haven't lived it, you know, so just think about that. And then if that makes you feel some type of way, then that's how you know that, okay, I need to speak on this or I need to try and bring awareness to this. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just the biggest obstacle that people face and that people need to get through because, you know, a lot of people, you know, want to say things, but they may not just have the words for it. Mm. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed and, and um, I've really appreciated thus far, um, specifically social media in general, but specifically on Twitter, um, I've just seen so many resources, like literally anything you can think of, whether that's places to, no to donate, you know, petitions to sign, um, places to call um, for bail if, if, if you were arrested during a probation. But I've also seen several threads of uh, specifically for non-people of color and, and how they can begin those steps. You know what I mean? The information, the books, you know, the films to watch um, in order to start truly um, being that support system. And so I think it really just comes down to opening your eyes because I, I, I definitely understand people reaching out um, to friends that, that are um, black or friends that are of color and asking those questions because that's maybe they're comfortable, but that in and of itself is kind of refusing to be uncomfortable. You, if you open your eyes, you can find that information. It's plastered over Twitter. It's plastered over the internet. And that just goes back to, to burdening those who are, are being oppressed. And, and I think 
um, I can't speak for y'all. Like I, I think um, you would appreciate those messages of support, but at the end of the day, it, it's got to become taxing and tiring to continue to answer these questions when all that information is readily available out there. I, I know all these people have Twitter. So it really just comes down to opening your eyes and like, instead of finding the easy way out and asking someone, you know, um, just not only for the information, but just so they know that you're curious, it's almost like a look at me. Maybe that's not the intention, but it's more the impact. Just really open your eyes and search for that stuff. How can I be better? How can I, um, you know, start the journey to be in an ally? Um, how can I um, help make spaces more inclusive? Stuff like that. All the information's out there. And there's not just one pamphlet. You know what I mean? There's hundreds. Like Anthony said, diversifying uh, what you read. So just opening your eyes, you know, being very willing to be uncomfortable. Because even even being an ally um, and, and trying to be an ally or trying to be an activist, like that's not inherently comfortable. Mm -hmm. So even if you're trying to make those steps, choosing the, the, the easy option to get that information in and of itself is kind of counterintuitive. So um, just open no, and that, that's, that's why we are putting out this episode. This episode, I feel like is going to be the most special one we've had because of the way we, the message we want, I want like, I want us to, to, uh, to apply to everyone, to, to send to everyone, to educate yourself, to understand why this is happening. Like, you need to know, in order to make a change, you need to know what's happening. And I feel like having different, different mindsets, different, sorry, different mindsets, different perspectives on it will help someone actually understand how they can do something, how they can make, make a, a change or even spark the mind like Tupac said, spark the mind of the person that will make the change. So, Xavier. Okay, so I guess kind of speaking about Tupac. Tupac is somebody who I really like because, like, he's he's like what I consider the ideal celebrity activist. Like, Tupac shot two off-duty cops who were harassing a black man and beat the case. Like, they're just talking about it and there's being about it, and Tupac's always been about it. So I guess my question is, like, with like we can see these corporations and these celebrities making statements or failing to make statements or like somebody like Virgil Abloh who donated one sock worth of money. And then like somebody like Drake who dropped a hundred bands or the weekend spent like half a million. So like, what do you guys think about like how celebrities are either speaking out or trying to leverage this? Like, I feel like some corporations are trying to leverage this, like how the NFL is to push a narrative that they're pro black whenever their actions are the complete opposite. Man. What you said about, about Virgil Abloh, I've been seeing that a lot today. And that is just, that's just crazy to me. Like, how can you, knowing, knowing very well everything that's going on, you know what, I just, I just don't even know. Read the room. Read the room, yeah, buddy. The room. Like, you, you donated one sock worth of money. <laughs> <laughs> like, you charge $100 for socks, and you're going to slide 50 of it and be like, y'all good? Yeah, y'all good. <laughs> that's why we're Team Jerry over here, Jerry Lorenzo all day. That's yes. another combo. The whole NFL thing really had me stirred up. Uh, just just going off of what we've seen over the past couple of years, uh, the whole the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick really had some people upset. God knows why. God knows what type of people those were. But um, you know, to speak on how how celebrities and corporations are handling this. It, it's really all about it's all about intent because you know it's it's obvious that some more than others just want to just want to speak out because 
they feel like they're going to get called out if they don't. Uh, you know, they feel like they have a responsibility to. And, yeah, it's the right thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Don't ever get me wrong on that. But the intent has to be there. I think, in my opinion, uh, they should be putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, you know, they should be bringing attention to nonprofits, uh, organizations that are trying to push for some of the things that we've been talking about. So um, I can't really think of, of anything else specifically that I want to see from corporations or celebrities, but if y'all have any ideas, uh, I would love to hear them. Yeah, I kind of agree, I kind of agree with Anthony. That's kind of, it kind of just goes back to social media. Like that's a blessing and a curse because on one hand, if, if your intent is true and, and you actually plan on um, putting your money where your mouth is, sending out those messages with, with the touch of a thumb is, is super easy. But it's also easy uh, to maintain some type of publicity stunt or some type of public opinion and not put your money where your mouth is and simply tweet out something to millions of followers, you know what I mean? So it's kind of tough. Um, corporate America is just something different. It's something I don't, I don't understand fully at all um i think yeah i don't know if i could say but you put it put your money where your mouth is these companies these these people make a lot of money um if you truly are for the movement if you're truly for um the betterment of 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 america and society then you know act like it, you know what i mean don't just tweet it but i i think twitter is also good twitter twitter be smart because people <laughs> Because usually when people tweet stuff and it seems like empty, you know what I mean? It just seems like it's a tweet. People know. People are like, okay, come on. Like the NFL tweet, people were under the, in the comments like, okay, where was this two years ago? You know what I mean? And so um, I think people are, people, are, people are real smart. They know what's true, what's genuine, what's, uh, what's false. And so I think as people, as companies continue to get backlash from stuff like that, they're going to learn to either shut up or – genuinely do something about it take action so that's kind of my piece on it well spoken all right gentlemen i want to thank you all for coming and educating the people letting them know how you feel how uh how this time is really one of reflection one of understanding on how we can be better for the future for future generations so mm -hmm. On behalf of Xavier and I, I would like to personally thank you for taking the time out of your day to show up and actually caring for something that has been going on for way too damn long. Way oh, too damn long. It's been a pleasure. It's been a yeah. pleasure. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, thanks for and having me. Yeah, we're definitely going to be talking about more social problems, social, uh, social things in the future. And I know that for a fact until we can get this, cha this change. And this, this, podcast should be the push for people to go out and vote when it's time for people to go and learn about how they can make a change please take everything we've said from this podcast this episode and go out there and do something because if you don't do something nothing will nothing will happen yeah. nothing will happen retweet man uh i'm gonna leave y'all with this like Denzel said, make sure you go out and vote not only in the presidential election, but also your local elections as well. If you're not registered to vote or have family members who aren't registered to vote, please go do that. Also, uh, remember that police officers are not your friend. Um, please don't push the good cop, bad apple narrative. Don't believe people who do that. 
do your research into Mike Mike I don't want to cut you off but I want to say something about that what's up why do people say there's only a few bad apples when the expression literally is a few bad apples spoils the whole bunch like stop trying to say it's a few <laughs> bad apples people want to protect this system um, because they think it protects them and you know they have many different motives behind it um, however you have to look at the system for what it is. How are you going to have a system that's mission is supposed to protect and serve when it doesn't protect and serve the entire population? That just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, so just keep in mind that don't, don't think the police officers are your friend because they're not, um, you know, and a good cop is really just non-existent unless they go over and above beyond the call of duty right because if you call a cop that you know does their job protects people whatever then it's not a good cop it's just a regular police officer because that's what they signed up to do you know i'm not a good sales associate because i ring people up at the register and fold clothes or i'm not a good ra because i do intentionals or do rounds i'm a regular ra because that's my job description so yeah don't let people don't let people do that remember um you know, justice for George Floyd, justice for Breonna Taylor and all of the fallen brothers and sisters. Um, and don't just post a black screen and think that's enough activism for one day. That's all I got to say. Speak Thanks. up. Speak up and don't be scared because if you get scared, don't be scared of people going to judge you. Don't be don't don't believe in any of that. Speak up for what you think is right. Speak up for what you think is right. That's all I got to say. I think Mike said it best. Uh, a black screen isn't all the activism you got to do. You got to keep doing it. It takes more than just an Instagram and a black profile picture for a day. So, That's facts. gentlemen, thank you.